Now, in the Stressless Inn studio this morning, Pat Keskard with Compass Commercial. Pat, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Very good to have you here with us, sir. What's the latest with commercial developments and properties in Central Oregon? Well, it's kind of a continuing mixed bag, so not going to go into a lot of detail on the numbers, but if you look at office vacancy in Bend, you know, we're not hit like the major, you know, metro markets are, but we've got, you know, a fair amount of vacancy rate. Um, shadow inventory is sublease space, which means tenant leased the space, went through COVID, doesn't need the office space, so they've got it out there for sublease. So there, there's quite a bit of office available, but again, we're not hit hard like Portland, Seattle, or any of the, uh, the metros. Um, rents are fairly stable. We're still doing office leases. Um, so, you know, if you need an office, you know, let us know. Uh, industrial in Redmond, still extraordinarily tight. Uh, Redmond's got the only real industrial ground available. A uh, number of new buildings being built. Most of those are being built for specific tenants or the owner of the business is having it built. But there's some square footage coming on the market. Uh, but Redmond's tight on industrial. So those rates are up there. Newer buildings, buck twenty a foot, plus the triple nets, and triple nets are taxes, insurance, those sorts of things. Are you expecting to see maybe any improvement in that? Is there any more industrial coming in the pipeline? That's what's interesting about Redmond because um, a lot of that land is owned by the city, and a lot of the private lands been absorbed. So we got to kind of wait and see what happens. Redmond's been so good at getting their UGB expanded. Uh, as opposed to other municipalities, I won't say who, but um, and then of course Redmond's got those large lots out by the fairgrounds, so large companies have an opportunity to locate there. So uh, it it's going to remain tight, labor to build buildings that sort of thing, but um, you know so far it's 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 being tight in demand, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. And then uh, if we talk about retail in Bend, you know, retail's still strong. We still, smaller spaces, lease those out. Some of those tenants are new startups, so, you know, a little more scrutiny on the financial underwriting. But, um, you know, still pretty tight. It's going to be interesting when the new Costco gets built and, you know, the other retail that's going to be there. Uh, you know, Jack Straw next to the box factory, but those are all high-end retail spaces. Those will be in the two seventy-five to three dollars a square foot a month. Um, you know, I, I was just thinking on the way over here about restaurants because you know every so often we have a restaurant that we market for sale, the business, and they get absorbed. Uh, you know, the uh, Rileys they're on Century Drive. Uh, that's going to be a high-end steakhouse. That didn't sit there very long. So, you know, restaurant business is good in Bend. I'm always surprised when I see retail space sit. I would expect that, you know, everybody in the country, all kind of businesses, got their eye on Central Oregon, have seen the growth, and that kind of stuff would be snapped up. Well, some of it, though, is we've leased it. We've got a sign in front of it or a broker has a sign in front of it. It's going through negotiations. Sometimes we're not very good at getting the leased sign up there to saying, no, we've already leased it. So some of them, though, depend upon location. 
some companies want higher profile locations. Those are hard to find on Greenwood and Third. But uh, particularly with older generation properties, it's a little bit tougher. Uh, you get the new startups, not a lot of funding, that, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Bend Industrial, I mean, there's, there's virtually nothing available. You know, it, it, Bend has not expanded the UGB. Uh, you know, Juniper Ridge is going to be having some land come available. It's probably going to get absorbed by larger developers that will then cut it up. But there's virtually nothing available uh, for lease. There's some sublease space out there. We've actually seen a little bit more activity in companies saying, I'm done, or they moved to Redmond with a bigger facility. So uh, Bend is extraordinarily tight on industrial. Now, last week we had a story that the governor was proposing uh, a a uh, streamline, a one-time only streamline on UGB expansion. And it may come about this year. Is there anything in this legislative session that started today that you're looking at, you know, in your line of work to see what the state might do? Well, yeah, we're, we're hoping that we will get an expansion on the UGB primarily for industrial. So down at the, what we call the elbow across from the landfill, you know, there's some dedicated industrial in that expansion. That's probably three, four years off. Um, so, you know, we need more land. That's why housing prices go up. That's what happened in 07 and 08. Uh, we live with this artificial ring around the city. Price of land got to be a half million dollars. Then you had to go out and break up the rock and put in infrastructure. I mean, that's what caused a lot of grief for the community banks who usually fund on that those kind of projects. So when you get that tight land price, uh, it, it really makes it difficult. And then if you have a downturn, you know, companies get caught. Industrial land, if there was land in Bend, just a half acre lot, it'd be $17 a square foot. May not have sidewalks, may not have utilities to it. So um, we're hoping that we can get some relief uh, to expand the UGB. It's interesting when when you look at Pedroza, that's up at Butler Market and Deschutes Market. You know, they're moving ahead with that development. Excuse me. <coughs> Um, that's Polish. And then down south by uh, Knot Road where uh, 15th comes in, Polish is continuing to develop that. Residential housing is, ground is still being developed. Uh, there's a project next to the Catholic Church on uh, 26th that, you know, infrastructure is going in because houses are still selling. Maybe not as fast, but Everybody knows they want to be in Bend, and so development is, is moving ahead. Those are not financed by community banks. Uh, after coming through the last recession, you know, FDIC, you know, said you guys can't have a concentration. Anyone, any institution can't. So a lot of that is private money. But, hmm. you know, we're, we're still the place to be. Yeah, that, that trend has not stopped, uh, although Redmond's having – uh, some issues with uh, getting water rights and things like right. that. Uh, so, water's water's the next oil. I mean, it's 
It's a big issue. I was talking to someone this weekend. They said, where do we get our water in Bend? And I said, well, half of it comes off of Tumalo Creek, and the other half is wells. I think we've got 24 wells now. Um, so water's the issue moving forward, and power. Absolutely. Pat Keskard is our guest this morning with Compass Commercial here at FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND. How are private landlords dealing with things these days? Well, we, particularly since COVID hit, we've seen a number of owners of space that they rent out call us and say, hey, I need some help. You know, my tenant's, you know, bugging on me because uh, he doesn't want to pay the rent because of COVID. So over the last three, four years, a number of those owners have come to us and say, can you help us? So the problems we see with self-management, if you will, is they don't keep up on what market rate should be and charge accordingly. They don't structure their lease document so that they can take advantage of increasing lease rates. And there's a way to do that that doesn't put the tenant in the worst situation. I mean, there's some balance there that can be struck. But then the other thing is they don't charge uh, all of their operating costs. So in a what we call a triple net lease, taxes, insurance, maintenance, those kind of things are billed back to the tenant. And we know what those are going to be typically uh, a year in advance, and we produce a budget, so everybody knows what those are going to be. The only variable is, is snow removal, which sometimes can go kind of crazy. But the issue becomes if that landlord hasn't kept up on lease rates, charge according to what his expenses are back to the tenant, and you got to be fair to the tenant. You don't want to overcharge them for those things because that runs them off. But then what happens if they decide to sell that building and they've got these leases in place, they're not going to get full value of the building because it's predicated on the income from that building. So if well, they've been undercharging, right. they're not going to look very attractive to a new owner. Correct. Or, well, the, the new owner will say, fine, but in order for me to make my 6%, I'm not going to pay you very much because your income's not very much off of the, that building. So, you know, if you've got a commercial realtor you work with, you know, talk to them about these things. Make sure you have a good current lease that is drafted by an attorney. We don't do leases. You know, make sure you get all your expenses. You know, we've taken over a number of smaller buildings that there were parking issues. They had the wrong tenants in there, so you had the wrong mix, too many cars. <coughs> Pardon me. Not decals or signs say this is, you know, specific for this tenant. So we've gone through a lot of those to clean up those centers, get the rates where they should be, make sure the, the chargebacks for expenses are correct. Um, so, you know, if, if you've got a commercial broker you work with, talk to them about these things. But don't wait until you want to sell the building to figure out, you know, what, what your value is. And this is all still blowback from COVID. A lot of it is, but there's a lot of people that have owned buildings, you know, for 20, 30 years. You know, the folks have been here forever. And they say, ah, you know, it's not a big deal. I'm just going to charge this rate. They've been a good tenant. Yeah, they've been a good tenant. But you got to be fair to yourself and your family. You know, so if you ever want to sell that property, you do want to get fair value out of it. And there's different ways to take care of the tenant so they don't feel abused. You just take those, those 
gifts, if you will, you give those to them up front, not over the long term. All right. Pat Keskard with Compass Commercial. Where can folks get a hold of you? Compass, just, Compass Commercial, uh, it's the best way to get a hold of me. And if you go on our website, compasscommercial.com, you wait about five seconds, there'll be a window pop up, and you can uh, fill that out, and you'll receive this quarterly report automatically in your inbox. We don't sell your list. We don't, you know, do anything like that. So uh, my name's Pat. Give me a call at Compass Commercial or any of our brokers. We've got 15 of them, and our uh, property management as well as construction company can help with projects. All right. Pat Keskard here at FM News 100.1 at 1110 KBND.